Greetings everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Crafted Quilt Podcast. Now I said last time uh, in my previous episode, unfortunately it was a month ago, I, I said I wasn't going to take um, that episode probably more than uh, that particular segment, but it came to me that perhaps I should with this one, uh, it's got some things on it that uh, even my wife pointed out to me that were a little too important to just kind of gloss over a little bit. So I decided to um, extend out the love language episode and make it a multi-episode podcast. So I apologize for it being a month since I have last done one, believe me, we've gone longer. So, I guess you might call this part two from last time we met. And I believe the overall topic was love language. And as I said before in that last episode, it is a subject that came up around the dinner table between my wife and I. Now, I won't rehash the whole conversation. It was kind of lengthy, as most conversations are between my wife and I, but uh, like I said a minute ago, I decided to talk about this a little further. I kind of feel like in today's uh, era that we live in, and with everything that we've gone through, both personally and even on a worldwide scale, I think we need to have the... The whole thought idea around love language kind of redefined a little bit. And and a reminder to everyone that love is still very important. And it should be something that is frequently expressed. User-defined, hopefully in an appropriate manner. But uh, I want to continue on with love language specifically... Um, the Acts of Service. Now, I'm pulling some of this from uh, Gary Chapman's book about love language. I will let you uh, go out there and find it yourself. Uh, I've heard m- many good things about it, but in um, research for the topic, I found that book and a few things listed in it. And I, well, that seems just as good as anything to, to uh, base my podcast off of. So let's let's kind of get into it, and let me let me um, just say that this is not geared specifically towards male, female, any anything like that. It is simply just as it is. Love language. We all have it. Hopefully, we all share it in one form or another. And uh, if you don't, well, you're missing out. So here are some thoughts that I have and reference to love language and acts of service. Now, you need to ask yourself, how can I serve my spouse better? It's really not uh, a matter of going to work every day and um, coming home and paying the bills and all that stuff. That's We all know what, what that means. It's more than just putting a roof over everyone's head it's more than food and clothing and all that stuff that's that's a given 
but it's not enough so do the work and don't do just the mundane go the extra mile not only that but do it from the heart and when you're when you're doing it from the heart and you're sharing your love languages with somebody that you really care about make it count and it's really important when you are trying to um, share your love language with somebody and I, th- I think if I remember right I I said in my last podcast the start of this I and I, I defined it for myself from my own brain so to speak love language is how we express ourselves to someone or someone's that's not the right way to say that but multiple people and so when you're sharing your love language with somebody or acts of service you really want to pay attention to them and what they say in reference to being able to serve the person you love like an example is if you hear them say maybe someday I'll be able to go get a massage or maybe when I get time to finish everything else I can relax and do what I want now my wife's probably gonna listen to this at some point and honey I'm not referencing you in any way shape or form it's just the examples I can think of so and yes I do want you to go get a massage (laughs) The, the point I'm trying to make is guys we are known historically for flubbing when it comes to doing things for our wives and if we would just take a minute and listen watch what she does says etc 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 you will find that she is providing you a wealth of knowledge and simply for the most part the things she says and I gave two examples. They probably are a little bit too specific, but it's not. It's the only thing. Things I could really think of. So here's the deal, guys. If your spouse, and actually this isn't just guys, gals. I'm sure there's some of you out there that aren't probably as adept at you know listening to your guys as you should be. But only I'm sure there are reasons. But take the time to listen to the other person and so what if your spouse stays home all day and she takes care of the house the kids what have you the point is each of you has a role in your relationship and you should honor that role by loving the other person and Gleaning from conversations, whether you're only halfway listening or, which you should never do, by the way, pay attention to when they say certain things, like I gave examples to a minute ago, and then have at it. You know, and it's it's really not, you know, hard to listen for what I would call trigger words. Those are words, phrases, or sentences that your significant other may be using um, unconsciously or consciously to get a point across that they need a break or you need to love them better or more often 
what have you. So, as your relationship ages, and in terms of your love language, that does not mean your love, and really, in any relationship, it needs to go stale. Invest all of yourself. It is more costly in terms of finances, emotional well-being, or even suffering, of all involved, on and on and on, that if you're going to do something, put all your heart, all your effort into it. And in this particular case, I mean a relationship, because uh, my wife and I have a favorite commercial, and it's, it's a jewelry commercial, I don't remember the name of it, So, but it shows this older couple walking down what I would imagine Central Park in New York, and they're hand in hand, and you can tell that th- between the two of them, they have stories upon stories of decades of their life and their love together. But how do you think that those stories and the, those decades of love came between the two of them? It's because they invested in each other. They explored their love language, and they took care of each other. Now, I want to... Um, I said in my previous podcast about love language, it can be between anybody that you care about, and this may be a stretch, but it could also include your your animals that you hold dearly. Uh, we, we are an animal lover family, and so our love language in certain terms can extend to your pets. But I, I want to make a quick brief statement about a love language that I had for a woman once upon a time uh, sorry, honey, there was another woman in my life, but it was, it was my grandma. Um, long time ago, she lived with us, and both my parents worked, and my grandma, being of retirement age, I believe, maybe, yeah, I think she was probably of so, but she pretty much just stayed home and tootled around the house and pretty much kept everything clean, and I happened to be off one day from work, and I said, Grandma, what do you got going on today? And she's like, well, you know, I got this, this, and this to do. And basically she listed like ten things. I said, well, not today. I'm going to help you knock out all ten of those things. And then I'm going to take you out for lunch. And then we're going to go on a movie date. So I don't know if intentionally my grandma made things last all day, but... The way she explained all the things she had to do was going to take her all day to do it, and I was not going to allow her to do that because it just, I wasn't. So I rushed through and I got all the things done that she was going to do all day long, and surprisingly enough, she was happy and ready to go, and we went out to McDonald's, and I bought her lunch, and then we went to the movies, and we watched a movie. And it was just the memory of my grandma being able to share my love language for her. Uh, it was one I'll never forget, and it was it was so nice to be able to just do that for her because it just she hadn't always had the best of life between the marriages that she had and. As awkward as it sounds, I just I wanted to show her that someone else cared for her, and apparently, 
my grandma talked about that for years after that with all her friends and how her grandson did that for her and this and it was a really it was a it was a very good memory so for this short moment think about your love language and how it can extend outward to other people that are important figures in your life so you may ask what are some examples of acts of service and it really depends on the type of relationship you're in but for this specific example we'll talk about marriage and marriage is one of those things I've come to find after uh, 22 years of being married that it is very much like a fire and I know it's that example is probably used way more than it probably should but it, it really does make sense but your the fire you have for that person starts off way way early when you're dating them you 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 find interest in them and then all of a sudden you're like you're adding dry kindling to the fire and then you light it and it's like off you go and then as time progresses you stoke that fire and then it's just burning hot or at least it should be but then you get married and maybe at some point you you find yourself not stoking the fire as often and even as time progresses a little bit more your, your fire dies a little bit but it's it's still you still have that ember and you know you, you, you keep telling yourself you're doing fine and all of a sudden you're not doing fine and then you go back and you're like where did I go wrong well love language if you practice it frequently and the five points of it but specifically this one I'm talking about acts of service um, this should help keep your fire for the other person that you are in love with hot and, and I don't necessarily mean that in a sexual way but you know this is more in, in terms of acts of service as I go on here and sharing with you some thoughts that I have um, acts of service is a very personal thing it, it should be anyways because it requires thought and heart and you're going to expel a lot of energy probably emotional and maybe physical depending on what you're doing uh, to show your love for the other person uh, one of the things that I was as I was reading things that you could do and, and this is <laughs> this is important anyways and I'm sure my wife would probably as she's listening she's like yes yes very important um, men we are not known to be great listeners I'm sorry to say that um, I'm not saying all guys are like that but I am sometimes I'm not the best listener I, I am a talker and I like to talk obviously but um, surprise your significant other or spouse when you you feel the conversational cork pop and next thing you know you're ankle deep in a conversation that you didn't start necessarily but you you sense with the other person that they have some things they want to get off their chest this too could be an act of service close the mouth 
open wide the ears that rest upon the sides of your head and just simply listen. They don't always need conversation in return. It helps, but as I found out from being married that your spouse just needs to sometimes just be heard and maybe a little validation will go a long way, but guys, I promise you if you practice the art of active listening it will pay off significantly in the end and if you find it appropriate to respond to what your better half is talking to you about respond don't don't just nod your head and yep uh uh-huh take the time to craft a response that is appropriate for the conversation being shared with you I, i have learned Many a time that usually when my wife is talking to me, it's not just to talk. That usually went on when she was little and her dad paid her to be quiet, which never worked. Uh, Sorry, honey, I just gave up a secret. But the point I'm trying to drive here again, I'm going to hit you hard. Your spouse sometimes needs to talk about the day, about what's going on. It's your job to listen because I said so, but mainly because you promised them that you would do so when you married them and you said, I do. So I want you all to think about that for a few minutes while we take a break. I feel a little parched, so I'm going to get a drink of water. And we will be right back. I suggest you go do the same, get something to drink, come back, sit down, Keep running on that treadmill, whatever you have. Keep doing it. I'll be right back. This would be segment two. Uh, I like to break things up a little bit, give everybody an auditory break. So we're talking about love language, specifically acts of service. Um, If you really want some really good ideas, look online, uh, do the research, what have you. But there are an infinite amount of ideas you can use to show your wife, life partner, husband, etc., how you love them. Do things to add value to your relationship and ask yourself from time to time, and this gets back to specifically being married, but use it for what you will. Why did I marry this person? Ask ask yourself in all seriousness because sometimes it helps focus your mind and your attention on where you should go next. Keep it always in your perspective because in in the end it matters and it helps 
keep you focused. And, you know, believe it or not, your spouse likes to know, or should I say why, you know, man, I, I married you for fill in the blank. So, it is very important to that other person that they always feel that uh, the relationship you share is always close to your heart and that it matters. Because believe me, after 22 years of marriage, you're going to hear me say that a lot, uh, it really does matter. And at any age of your marriage, you should always put into it what you want to get out of it. And I don't take the lazy man's way out of it. Plant really good seeds because your return on your investment will be profound. So I want to share with you another, um, what I consider an very important part of acts of service. Um, it is being humble. Now, if you're asking, well, why, why do I have to be humble when I'm giving something to somebody? Because humbleness, um, you're not going to hear me reference the Bible too often, but in the, in the washing of the feet where Jesus washed his disciples' feet, if I remember my biblical stories correctly, and please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, um... The point Jesus was trying to get across to his disciples was he was equal to them. You know, despite being the proclaimed son of, of God, he was of mortal flesh. He had mortal blood. He was their equal. And in order to prove a point to his disciples, he washed their feet and made them clean. So that, that is one example of being humble and to give you a personal uh, reference or two on how I was humble but not as much as I should be um, if your spouse or significant other is ill or in need of help of some kind because they they simply can't do it themselves uh, I'll pick the lighter of the two um, stories real quick uh, a few years ago, my wife hurt her lower back to the point where she couldn't she couldn't get up without assistance, and I'm the only one in the house that could effectively lift her. Now I'm a very much I'm not patient, and uh, my wife will probably tell you that she'll probably say no, he's not as patient as I wish he was. Well, that was one of those instances where uh, my wife's physical health was in jeopardy in, in a way that if, you, if you've ever hurt your lower back, your life sucks for a while because getting around, getting up and doing anything takes careful planning, cal careful calculation on where you're going to go. And it's not one of those like, Oh, I feel like I'm, I'm going to go walk around the house for a while. No. If your back hurts, if you've pulled your back muscles for whatever, you know, whatever, it is a very calculated journey. If you're on the couch or the bed and you have to get up and use the restroom, you're going to think, okay, 
what can I do along the way so that I do not have to get up and do it again? But also, if you are helping somebody in that sense, this is where patience as well as humbleness comes into play because if you've ever had a lower back injury, you have to be very ginger with how you handle that person and I was not very patient with my wife and um, I hurt her but probably physically because I just was a little rougher with her but I was not very kind to her I was uh, lacking in the patience department I wanted to just get her up get her to the bathroom get her back down and that's not how you do things um, you signed on for that journey you would do well to love that person the best of your ability and that means slow down when they need you to take good care of them look listen feel you know but I'm not talking about hand to forehead not necessarily that I'm talking about feel with your heart because we've all had moments where we don't feel the best and you just want somebody for a while or just once just to take care of you and it's important and the other example I have also um, a couple years ago probably three or four uh, my wife had a very bad dental experience where they over overdosed her with a numbing agent and they did what they needed to do, but then so did I, meaning I had to take my wife to the ER because they overdosed her. And uh, it sent her heart into a very bad arrhythmia. I hope that's the right word for all you medical staff out there. I apologize if it is not. But we spent some time at the ER, and it was because this particular dentist office did not take the time to read how much they were injecting into my wife's gums and um, to this day it angers me that people did not take the time to do their job and I'll um, try to contain any language I may I may want to use it's it's not appropriate for this time but um, I took care of my wife because I love her and for a small moment I saw the fragility of this beautiful woman and the thought of losing her was more than I could handle and I know many of you are thinking well it's not that big of a deal you know you just blah 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 you know it was a big deal because my wife has a heart murmur and when you inject a drug into a person that can affect their heart you are in essence opening Pandora's box so hours later we're back home and things got under control but there were side effects afterwards my wife I missed probably a couple days of work and I had thoroughly explained to my boss I said it is, it is very important that I stay with her here's why and my boss being the guy that he was 
said, you take all the time you need. We understand. So that is another um, explanation of patience and humbleness. But I was very angry with the individual or individuals that didn't really care to do their job and they just, oh, that'll work. That should numb it up good. Well, you know what? You almost killed my wife. So thank you for another reminder of why you should always value your relationships and take the time to do things right with them because you do not know how long you have in this life or the person you're with. It could be short, it could be long. So love your spouse or your your parent, your grandparent, your children, whoever they are. Hold them tight and never let them go. So that was just a mini soapbox. Um, I kind of think podcasts are built upon uh, soapboxes, but that was a mini one. I was definitely trying to make a point with a couple things there, but uh, it's really important that your love language is expressed in your relationship. So I... um, I'm kind of reading through my notes here. I apologize for the delay, but as I mentioned um, about humbleness, uh, it's very important, but it is just one act of love that you can share with an individual or multiple people. And I think that it will take you far if you do the simple things in life, I find that you will get the most reward out of them. So, uh, if you will give me another moment or two, I want to take another break. Uh, I want some things that I just said to set with you a little bit and fester in a good way. Um, now would be a good time to go find that significant other and just really lay it on thick with the love And just tell them that you love them. Be right back. And welcome back. This will be our third segment. And I hope that um, you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I know mine, they're, they're pretty sporadic. And to be honest, I miss Sadie on this one. Uh, like I said in my first pod, uh, not my first one, sorry. The one I did a month ago, um, she came to some things on her own that she wanted to not really break off on her own, but kind of. But she is doing some things with her professional life. I guess you could say that uh, I'm not going to say anything other than um, she wanted to separate herself from what we do together so that she could explore other avenues 
meaning podcast of her own. So, but like I said, this podcast is one that I would have loved to have her on. Um, maybe, maybe not. I think I would have um, let loose uh, on some tears in front of her. She would have for sure, which uh, doesn't always make for a good podcast when you're on uh, open mic. So I apologize. But sometimes when you're sharing stories, you can't, um, it's hard to censor yourself. And I don't think you should always do that. So finishing up the topic of acts of service, um, I hope that you have been able to glean a few tidbits of knowledge there. Um, I know probably many of you are have been married longer than 22 years. And you are blessed for being so. But for those of you that are listening that have not been married as long, I have some advice for you that I hope you will at least take to heart. Marriage, and I'm going to use the analogy of food. Marriage is a lot like making a delicious meal. Um... The problem is you don't always have the recipe in front of you. You don't always have all the ingredients. Some of those ingredients are given to you or are learned over time. But at some point in your life, that recipe of love that you're cooking um, for your spouse in this relationship will turn out either very well it will be beautiful. It will be tasty. Tasty, excuse me. It will be one of which you have a lot more control over than you think. But this recipe for a happy, healthy marriage um, sometimes involves two people in this recipe. And as I go on, uh, I'm going to do a little bit more talking about uh, love language you will find that the recipe in which you are basing your marriage off of um, has a lot of components. One of them is uh, what did you learn from those around you growing up? Um, What did you learn by doing things on your own, by winging it, by going with your gut or using your heart? Uh, What did your your spouse or your significant other Um, give to the recipe of love so my advice to you is go slow when the time or the situation calls for slowness go fast when it is time to go fast but no matter what you do Always put your heart and your mind in it all the way. Don't half it. Don't. I'm just going to say it. Don't half-ass it. Um, relationships never cook well when you're halfing it. Assing it? <laughs> Slurred it there, sorry. Um, so, thinking long-term... Put forth the effort to do things right because your spouse or, or whomever you are, 
sharing your love language with will appreciate the time and effort you're putting into it. Even if you don't quite get it right, it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Please keep that in mind. Um, years ago, um, gosh, I don't even know, 15th wedding anniversary, I think. I, I think I was unemployed at the time, and my wife was working. She was literally carrying this whole family upon her financial shoulders. And, guys, if you've ever been unemployed and married and with kids, you know how hard it is to maintain your sanity and just keep going. So, I wanted to, I knew it was, our anniversary was near, and so I was trying to think of things to do. And we didn't have any money, but we did have food. And I like to cook, so one of my favorite foods is pizza. So what I did for my wife is I made her a giant heart-shaped pizza all from scratch. And when she got home, well, actually, I should let me back up. Prior to her coming home, I found the the dress. We had a courthouse wedding, uh, but... I pulled out her dress and I. She walked in the door. I let her put her stuff down and I said, "Hi, babe. Babe, how was your day?" And on and on and on. I said, "I need you to do something for me. I need you to come with me to the bedroom. I need you to do some things for me." So she looked at me. And she's like, "Okay." So I took her to the bedroom and I said, "I need you to put this on for me. Don't ask questions. Take your time. Please get dressed." I smiled and said, I love you. Walked out the door, went back to the kitchen. Now, uh, we had a couple kids at home still, which worked perfectly for what I needed them to do. Um, I had them put on some clothes, a little bit nicer clothes, I, I think. I don't remember. Um, I set up a card table. I played some. I had some music set. I don't remember if this was the, uh, the anniversary that I had a little slideshow. I don't think so. But... Um, had a tablecloth, had some candles, some music. I worked within the confines of what I had available. And sometimes you truly can make wine from water, if I'm going to use that analogy. And so, uh, when the time was right, I went and grabbed my wife by the hand and I led her to her place at the table and I sat her down and I thanked her for working as hard as she did to make sure that the bills were paid and so forth and so on. And I brought, basically I know I did it right because I brought her to tears and uh, our kids opened our pocket door that led to the kitchen and ushered out the heart-shaped pizza and we had drinks and we just talked and we made use of what we had around us, and we had, it is actually one of my more favorite memories of our anniversary, but by the end of the night, I had um, showed her a little bit of my love language, and um, I guess I kind of wowed her because we literally had nothing at that time, we had the bare minimum for, you know, with only one income, there's only so much you can do. And I 
I am proud to say that I worked some good magic that night. And at the end of the night, I loved my wife. We had a good anniversary. And um, you do what you got to do to prove a point that you love your spouse no matter what. And even if you are broke, there is something you can still do. You just have to use your imagination and your heart and uh, a little timing never hurt and as well as your children if you can use them for what is needed um, like I said before my wife and I are now going on our 22nd year of marriage next month and I don't know what we're gonna do for our anniversary but if we play our cards right we won't be broke so um, I know my wife will probably listen to this and um, while she's not obligated to, this is an episode that I really want her to because um, I used her a lot as an example in my show this time around. And um, I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable because acts of service are important in a relationship. And you'll find as your, as your marriage stretches outward and more than just months, but decades you'll find out how important acts of love or service excuse me how important they are to the other person and to a couple as a whole because they have to be there in order to cement in the foundation of your love there there are a few other components to um your love language and we'll talk about that another time but uh I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. It was a little bit more uh, mushier than I had intended, but sometimes that helps. So go forth and share the knowledge you have learned or at least been reassured with that having your own love language and being able to express it is very important. And your spouse needs to allow you to do so. You cannot stifle someone else's love language. And like my wife had once said that she's not a flower girl. She doesn't, not to say she doesn't enjoy getting flowers, but by telling me that she stifled my love language, and I'm sure I shared this last time, but I'm going to throw myself under the, the bus or my wife maybe a little bit, not on purpose, but um do not stifle your your significant other's love language because it's very important that they are allowed to share how they love you or they care about you and uh, i think if you allow them to do so you will find that the relationship you share with that person will be magnified infinitely so so I hope everybody has a good uh, day or night, uh, whichever it is, while you're listening. Um, do good things, and uh, you will reap your rewards. So um, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Craft of Quill podcast. Uh, now get out there and go show somebody you love them. Have a good night. God bless, and I love you all. See you later.
This has been another episode of the Crafted Quote Podcast, brought to you by Traveling Realms Media.